and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Karen, and I'm in charge of branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. Taryn is still on maternity oh, leave. Bummer. I know. We miss bummer her. Bummer for us, but good for her. She's having a great time. Check out her Instagram because her baby is so cute. Yes, he is. Little Elliot. We are in New York this week, and we are excited to introduce our guest. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tori Malott. She is the senior... Wait, hold on. I need to be looking at, I need to read this because it's a long title. <laughs> She's important. The senior design and market editor for Traditional Home Magazine. Yes, that's correct. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. And my cyber stalky, because I do stalk you on Instagram. I feel like I know more about you than your you know, family. Than my, fam- my family doesn't pay attention. <laughs> they just ignore you. That's why I crave so much attention <laughs> from strangers, because my family ignores me. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we can really dive into the like psychology behind this oh, during yeah. the episode. The nitty gritty. No, it. I'm teasing. Um, so before you were at Traditional Home, you worked at Domino Magazine, which I know is everyone's favorite. Cult classic. I believe you're one of the original, like you weren't like one one of the first. I'm one of the ODs. Oh, the original gee. ODs, the original <laughs> Domino and Dominoians. Did that, you get any stock out of that? I did mm. not. Oh, very sad. <laughs> And you've also worked for House Beautiful. And, um, okay, wait. Also, I feel like your living room from Domino was probably one of the most iconic, like, Domino photos. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Don't you you. think? It's, like, still out on Pinterest. That makes me very happy because (laughs) that means – because there was actually another living room that ran in, like, oh, I want to say, like, 2006. And I am so embarrassed of that living room now. I'm Uh, like, oh, it was so – it was over the top. Wait, your own living room? Yes. I thought, are you dissing on somebody else's No, 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 no. So I had – I have moved 26 times. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Yes, crazy. And so three of my apartments were in different – Issues of Domino, and okay. I am most proud. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I do. I know I'm most proud of that one, and I feel like it has stood the test of time. It has. It has. It, so, just for anyone listening, it has a striped wallpaper. It's sort of like a taupe and white, and then there's a big gallery wall, monogram pillows on the sofa. I'll, I'll link to it because I know y'all have all seen it. Yeah, so. she was raving about it today at lunch. Yeah. I, I mean, we're gonna have to dive into this later. Yes. The whole, like moving so many times and the idea of having the energy to decorate each of those spaces. I mean, right? Yeah. We'll have to talk about it. That takes some stamina. In a minute. <laughs> but before we get to this episode, we thought we would do Tori just got back from High Point Market in I North did Carolina. Indeed. So we thought we would do a little trends recap with her. Absolutely. I I will happy to download all my info to you. All right, they better be right. Yeah, we're going to come back and grade you in a year. So I was in High Point while you were in High Point. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I stalk you and I love your Instagram. It's the most amazing Instagram ever because I feel like it's a great mix of style and look and trend, but personality and like you can kind of really kind of feel a person behind the pictures, which Aww. it's the perfect balance of that to me. Thank but you. I loved your feed from High Point because you were like wandering around like, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is made my feet hurt. This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you you've been doing high point for a long time. I mean, first of all, it is mind numbing. You see so much product 
and your feet really do start to hurt. Even but if you, you have wear flats heels. On. I do wear heels because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I also heels make me feel like power. They do make me feel powerful, um, which means I probably feel very powerless in my life. Here we go with the psycho battle. I'm going to keep that out of the talk. But um, (laughs) I do wear heels. I am a glutton for punishment. But you got to keep it light because it's so mm-hmm. intense and you're, you have to be on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people who are creating these collections, I always try to remember this. They have poured like years of their lives sometimes into this. It's like birthing yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. And you need to show them how excited you are for right. them, you know, yeah. because it really is such an, a huge accomplishment for so many of these um, designers and the furniture manufacturers. It's it's a big deal. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your favorite things you saw? Um, you know, I have some micro things and I have some general overall. Uh, first of all, I did see a lot of canopy beds and a lot of covered beds. And I feel like that's such yes, a trend like where, you know, people are getting canopies and making like little cocoons out of it. And I always <laughs> love the look and the feel of that. I mean, it does feel like you're just enveloped in something very safe and cozy. Were they, can I ask this, were Mm -hmm. they like pre-manufactured ones or were they designers using fabric to make like interesting kind of tent installation? It was both. Okay. It was definitely both. It's some that you can buy, you know, off the rack that you Mm -hmm. just go onto whateverfurniturecompany.com and Mm -hmm. buy it. Um, And then some of them were more creative installations, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, you know, little tented numbers and stuff like that. The other overall theme, I thought everything was very pretty. I feel like Mm. pretty and I'm not just saying this because I work in traditional homes, (laughs) but I do feel like there was a little bit of a return to traditional. Agreed. Did you you see that as well? Yeah, I feel like, you know, kind of that that backlash from the um, mid-century modern is Mm -hmm. happening in a big way. Yes, the pendulum is swinging back. And in Mm -hmm. the soft feminine lines and yeah. Yes, and I think it all started, it's funny because I I think it was actually born out of kind of like a millennial movement, this millennial pink, which I want to hate it, but I don't because I, I love pink. I love, I love it. pink. I mean, I love your earphones. And, mm-hmm. You um, were trying to steal them earlier. Yeah, I was. If they're, you know, if they, if I walk off with them, whatever. I'll buy you. <laughs> um, but I felt like there was a real return to pretty and um, delicate silhouettes and mm-hmm. beautiful carving and you know intricate. You know, there's one company in particular I'm thinking of, and they do this incredible marquetry. I mean, who does marquetry anymore? Right. Yeah. It's really amazing, and it's such a such a skill. Um, so I felt like that was another big trend. And then there, it, I feel like the mid-century thing is not totally over. I did see a lot of '70s inspired lighting. I think that mm. that is still very big. Huh. Okay, yeah. explain to me what '70s lighting would look like. So I'm not even sure I could groovy. Pick. Yeah, imagine groovy, but like. The sh- I mean, like disco. Funky so I feel like it's a lot like, of work. Like disco ball? <laughs> like, yes. It's like lots of disco balls. <laughs> yes. It's just basically disco balls. No. Okay. No, but cool. I feel like it's brass and metals and like the shapes are sort of rounded and organic or they're like okay. a little brutalist and hard. Okay. Um, All right. I'm getting yeah. a picture now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, no disco ball over your canopy bed. Oh. Is that what we're <laughs> your pink canopy bed. Yes, your pink canopy bed. <laughs> um, and then what are some other trends that I saw? Um, I feel like chairs 
chairs are always I think I think people and Americans especially have obsessions with chairs. I feel like we're chair collectors, which is a good thing. They're so is there a more go practical anywhere. piece of furniture? Yeah. If you can yeah. buy one I thing, mean, buy a chair. Not. Yeah. I mean, television, so a, a mattress, and then a chair. <laughs> Maybe in that order. Maybe mattress first. Maybe mattress first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our phones are so big these days. We don't even need television. That's right. That's true. That is that is actually true. Yeah. My girls actually, we I have a TV. I do not use it, and my children do not. Um, I think they just think it's like a black box that sits in oh, a bookshelf. They think it's modern art. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's so sleek and sophisticated, mom. Minimalist. <laughs> because they only use their their iPad or the iPhone. So yeah, yeah they don't really. Um, but chairs. So I felt like there were a lot of occasional chairs. Thank you for chairs. keeping us on chairs. <laughs> Um, a lot of occasional chairs, like a lot of little slipper chairs that were low to the mm. ground that are also always so cute to just stick in a corner so you can pull pull it up to a, a coffee table um, if you're having people over. They're just kind of very useful, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. How You live in Brooklyn. Yes. How big would you say your home is? It's small. How <laughs> it's many really chairs small. would you say you own? Well, right now, this is actually really funny. I I am a crazy auction shopper. Oh. In fact, I was doing an hayloft auctions. I was doing their auction in High Point. I was literally like listening to a talk and I'm like, bidding. I'm like, come on, I better get this chair. <laughs> so because I'm decorating my sister's huge oh. McMansion and you you need a lot of chairs mm-hmm. to fill these yes. great big homes. So I am buying all of these chairs to fill her home. And so currently right now, because the warehouse and the auction house is in New York and her house is in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, there are oh God. two, three, four, five. There are five occasional chairs in my house, but that's not including my like kitchen chairs. I don't and- think that that's an unreasonable number. <laughs> I agree. No, but when your house is, when your living room alone is... 10 feet by yeah. 12 feet. I don't think that that feels... Caroline puts a lot in her living okay. room. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have... Okay, my living room is like the size... It's smaller than this room. But mm-hmm. I have three plus a really big sofa. Okay. Three mm-hmm. chairs. I mean, that doesn't seem rare. Because you also don't have to think of it as a chair. It can be like a thing that holds books. Or, yeah. you know, that it does and dual purpose. And two of them are small and... But these are chairs that are just lined up against the wall like ready to be they're taken a holding out. pattern for her right, sister but they're shelf. not going to be lined up against the wall in the house no but i mean i'm just i just have to when ship i said them how out. many do you right, have yeah. in your house she's yeah. got more than she's I'm sh- but with. what i'm saying is once they're in the living room and they're all oh, spread yeah. out with a table and a coffee table and like thing, 20 more like that doesn't seem unreasonable oh no that's completely not unreasonable like once they're actually in place with where they're supposed to go right yeah, right though no, that will totally work. well i have i've noticed a trend oh let's hear it when i was following your instagram okay mm. And it had nothing to do with the furniture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can have any idea where I'm going with oh, this. I know. But. Can I guess? Yeah. Yellow. Every single outfit you wore was yellow. Yellow. You had yellow <laughs> yes. little bits. Is that did. for packing ease? No. I that was that too. a total mistake. I, I, I always, I'm last minute Lucy all the time. <laughs> I, I was packing the night before, probably two in the morning. And so I'm just like grabbing stuff from my closet. And high point, the weather to me is always, it's always freezing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I need sweaters and coats. And a lot of my sweaters, I feel like from this season, the arms are really chunky. So I'm like, can I get this coat on this sweater? And, you know, it's a big puzzle piece. 
So I was just throwing stuff in my suitcase. And by the way, I'm also a checker. I always check bags. I do oh. not ever take a You're, rolly through the airport. We're morally opposed to all this about <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, no, because you know what? I like to walk through the airport free. Yes. Striving with confidence. I don't want to mm. be an um, encumber. Is that the right word? Encumber, I don't want to be. That's exactly that's right. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Down dragging you down. With luggage. So anyway, so I threw it all in and I opened up my suitcase on the first day and I was like, holy mackerel, I have everything, every single outfit I have is yellow. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go with it. So you I thought that it was a fashion statement. <laughs> no. You don't plan every day's outfits? You're just like, here's random stuff in my suitcase. I mean, I sort of do, but like I sort of I do. I don't like plan it to a T. I'm not like, okay, this is what I'm wearing on day one. Because I feel like you need fluidity. Like I, some days mm-hmm. I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I feel like pants. Or, oh wow, I feel like a skirt and a sweater instead yeah. of a skirt and a tube top. I mean, I wouldn't wear a skirt. Oh, I would have loved that on Instagram. <laughs> but I just feel like my mood dictates how I want to dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I'm so well, the opposite. Well, I do think that yellow is a growing trend yeah, it's hot. in home decor. So I was like, maybe she's just like, you know, into the trend, trying to <laughs> make a right, statement. Trying to get a cheerleader for the trend. wearing a lot of bright yellow. It looks okay. great on you. Can I tell you something? I had never heard that in my entire life. And the first day, someone was like, oh, that's so funny, a blonde wearing yellow. But it actually looks good on you. And I was like, oh, oh was that's that a good. backhanded compliment? Yes, because it was. I had never. It's the South. That's how we talk. I had never heard. <laughs> so are blondes oh, your not heart. supposed to? Wear... Oh yes, but I have heard that one before. <laughs> are blondes not supposed to wear yellow? No, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just I have I'm one blonde, yellow so thing. Know. My hair's not the same color as yours, but I've never. I don't know. I own one yellow thing. I brought it on the strip. That's all I got. I don't know. I love it. All looks the great on you. You do. Yeah, see? they. Every outfit outfit was flawless, but oh, I just thank you. Yeah. Gosh, that's such a high compliment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially she just threw it in there and make us feel bad. <laughs> no, I didn't. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. All right, is that All our right. trend report? Okay, is that it complete? is the trend report. Okay, so we've got canopy beds, feminine chairs, chairs, pretty, yellow. keep it pretty, keep it pretty, keep okay. it pretty. Okay, so before we kind of get into this, because we just did our trend section, I want you to explain what exactly a market editor does. Yeah, who are you? Because I'm not really sure that I understand. Other than super stylish, amazing girl. (laughs) Thank you. It girl. It's a a market editor is a total like made up title. And I don't know when it started. I think it started Mm -hmm. in like the early 2000s. And it really, I think it started in the fashion world. Um, for the different markets, the like accessory market, the mm. shoe oh. market, the and it trickled down into you know des- home design, the uh, ugly, trickled up, uh, the ugly uh, step <laughs> step sister of, of fashion. fashion. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, it does make sense in a way because it's the furniture market, the lighting mm. market, the textile market, the tabletop market, um, and there are all of these quote-unquote marketplaces that you go to see all the new stuff. So I am the market markets editor. Markets, plural. So you just roam around and look for cool stuff? I do. I have a dream really? job. I so am really lucky. What like what sections of traditional home would we look at and be like, okay, that's Tori. Tori touched it. So <gasps> That's a great article Tori title. touched that it. That is a good... Yeah. Just come to me for brand. That needs to be a column or something. <laughs> Hashtag Tori touched it. <laughs> you get a kickback. <laughs> 
I don't know if they're going to go with that one, though. Um, maybe if I start a blog or something, you know. Um, I do the front of book. So that's okay. kind of where you see all of the new introductions, people who are doing collaborations, who are coming out with lines, who are introducing new collections. Um, that's where you see my handiwork. Okay, so... I have a couple things I have to say about this. First of all, how do you ever select anything for your own home with all of that input coming at you all the time? Um, it's It can be hard sometimes, but I got to tell you, I got really good advice a really long time ago from an, a former boss, Elizabeth Mayhew, if you're out there, yes. I love you. Um, she kind of told me when I started in design, I wanted this really modern sofa. And she was like, did you grow up with modern furniture? And I said, no, I grew up with super traditional furniture. And I want I want to live in like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's house. I just <laughs> want it to feel like a museum. Including you can't all the trash anything. Like yes. example choice. Right. <laughs> but it's true. That's Cameron. what I want. Cameron. I know. Not I had a lot of eggs. Cameron. <laughs> go. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So... <laughs> She said, I, I think that you might change your, your mind on that. She's like, do me a favor. Wait one year. And then if you still want the sofa, by all means, get it. Big investment. And it was a B&B Italia sofa. Very Ooh. expensive. Yes. And so sure enough, I waited. And a year later, after a year of my first training at House Beautiful with Elizabeth Mayhew and Sangha and all these amazing people, um, of course, I want what? I grew up with like super traditional <laughs> Queen Anne, Chippendale, you know, I mean, I didn't grow up the real Chippendale, but you know, imposter Chippendale. <laughs> um, so I think, oh, but her advice was kind of like sleep on it. Mm -hmm. And so if I see something that I really want, I wait a while. And mm -hmm. if I'm still wanting it in a year, in two years, then I know that it's the real deal. For instance, my coffee table, I love I still love my coffee table like as much as I did the first day I bought it. What does it look like? Yeah. It's um it's this cute, it's just like a black lacquer coffee table. Um and by lacquer, I don't mean that high polish. I mean like real like Chinese lacquer. Yeah. This was also an expensive Like purchase. layers and layers and yes, layers, layers and layers. and layers. And it has- Like a, you can't scratch it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? And it has this scalloped um, edge around the bottom and it's very sturdy and it has gilding on it. It's just really pretty and simple and I love it. Yeah. My children have destroyed it though. Of yeah. course, that's what kids <laughs> yeah. do. They do, yeah. Well, earlier today someone said they just suck out your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I might have. Yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. over here, Mom and waiting over there. <laughs> right, no, they're, they're really, they're amazing. You're gonna love it. Um, <laughs> you're gonna no. love every second. Every second. Well, it's, yeah, it's a give and take for sure. A lot of, a lot of take. Um, so part B of my question mm -hmm. was, Going to a place like High Point or going anywhere when that is your position in the world, my job is to find the new, cool, amazing thing. Are people throwing themselves at your feet constantly? Come um, on. You know, people definitely um, want me to see their product, mm -hmm. as they do all the market editors in the publishing True. game and all the important bloggers and, you know, right. people Us have... included, by the way. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I think... And no, yeah, we're throwing ourselves at your feet, is what she said. <laughs> Hardly. I'm throwing myself at your feet. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. I love to talk about design, so I was really thrilled to be here. But, I mean, they do, people do definitely send a lot of stuff. And I, I mostly, um, 
I'm very happy to receive everything except when it is so clear that someone has not ever cracked a traditional home. Right. I mean, they are sending mm-hmm. me something from Solone that mm-hmm. would be, you know, in like a super modern Italian kitchen. Mm. I'm like, yeah. Do you for read nothing. my magazine? Or right. not yeah. my magazine. Do you read the magazine? Like, it's kind of a backhanded compliment, right? Like, you're like, yay, thanks for sending me this. But obviously, you. I don't even think it's a compliment. I think it's a blind cold yeah. call where it's like, do a little due diligence. Yeah, yeah. you have to know your audience a right. little Laziness, bit. maybe. Yeah. Just sort of. Or maybe desperation. Maybe they're just like, I need this to go somewhere. It's my last hope. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so, how did you land in interiors? Because clearly, you have a love for fashion as well. You're always well turned out. And Thank you look you. great in yellow. <laughs> we established. The trend of the moment. <laughs> you know, I, I came to New York because I like a lot of girls from really, really small towns. I was like, I can't wait to get out of my really small town. And I wanted to work in fashion. What part of America are you from? I'm from um, Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Western Pennsylvania. A very rural little cute town. I mean, it's not super rural. It's like... Parts of it are rural and parts of it have little neighborhood developments. Um, it's just like sub-suburban America. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I actually now appreciate it so much more, but I could not wait to leave. <laughs> and I wanted to move to New York City and work in fashion. And so my mom knew someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone. I got an internship. I went to NYU and I got an internship at a fashion house. And I cried like a baby every single day. They were so mean. Was it like Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> it was exactly like Devil Wears Prada. Mm. The girl actually, to this day, if I run into her, I might like karate chop her. Mm. Emily she, Blunt, was she your Emily Blunt? Worse. Mm. And she told me on my very first day, I had show I I turned up in what I thought was the most amazing outfit. It was an Ann Taylor sweater set. This is awesome. No, it was a Banana this Republic is the best sweater story set. I've heard in so long. <laughs> a, an Ann Taylor um like a nylon skirt and Steve Madden wedges. Of course, my were, best you were Middle America girl. You were turning out Middle America, and I not had, Middle America. What do you call it? Like mid level. Yeah, like, I don't. I'm saying all the wrong words. It sound offensive. I don't mean that. Like you know what I'm saying. I know exactly. You were mid market. Yeah, it's like mid market. Yeah, okay. it was just not luxury. Like, I right. don't know how to mm-hmm. say it. I'm like Molly is. I know crying. what you're trying to say. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's affordable stuff. Affordable place, fashion. That's the word. And it's places that I still shop to this Me very too. day. Right. But I had my sweater set. I had like a little knot. Like Did I you have a like, brooch. I didn't have a brooch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a brooch. And my grandma's cameo for good luck. <laughs> and she, I walked in the office and. I was like, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Tori Malat and I'm here for my first day of the internship. And she looked at me and said, don't ever wear that outfit to this office again. And I thought she was kidding. And I started <laughs> laughing and I was like, oh my gosh, you are so funny. We are going to get along great because who would actually ever say that to a real another human? Right. And she flicked her hair and said, oh, I'm not kidding. And like <gasps> turned and walked away, and <gasps> I was like, the waterworks started. So how, anyway, wait, how old was she? She was maybe I don't know, 20? like five years older than <gasps> me. Anyway, so Emily I decided Blunt. fashion was not for me. And my wait, how long did you last? Well, it was an internship, so I, I worked like for three the summer. Or something? Okay. Yeah, I worked mm-hmm. for the summer. Um, 
And that was really interesting, but I decided it was not for me, but I knew I wanted to do something creative. And my professor at NYU, his wife was an editor at Homestyle magazine. And he was like, why don't you go work there? And I'll never forget like the first day they stuck me in a windowless room to like file catalogs. And I was never so happy in my entire life. I just, I I mean, it took me days and months, but because I went through every single catalog, I was like, this is amazing at like just beautiful things. Mm -hmm. I love that. So You know what though? I feel like that is probably for a lot of interns, like their first internship, that's probably their experience. Like I felt that same way in my first internship. They gave me what they considered grunt work. And I just thought, it was amazing. this is awesome. What was it? Was it? What Southern did you have Progress. To do? Uh-huh. I actually am so glad that I did this. So, so at the time, um, Southern Progress was the parent company in Southern Living. And they had just started a website where they had like a home site, which was called My Home Ideas. And they had a food site, which is called My Recipes. And so all the content from all of their other magazines, Coastal Living, Cottage Living. Um, oh, God, what was the other one? It was called... Um, Southern Accents. Oh, yes. And Southern Living. They would all take all of their home articles, all of their home content, put it on this hub over here. And they would take all of their food and like health magazine, all of their stuff and put it over here. Anyways, so my job was to flip through all of the magazines and flag which images we wanted to put onto my home ideas. Oh my and I would God. write a sentence about the article or the photo or whatever. One sentence? Well, it would be like a caption. Uh-huh. And then I would go through and crop. I would like pull all of the images off the server, crop them, write them, and put them all on. This sounds like your job now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that different. But here's the thing. I learned so many different designers' names. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, some of them we've now interviewed, which I think is hilarious. Madcap Cottage, for example, yeah. was in Cottage Living. And I vividly remember their Brooklyn brownstone yes this but was probably you, 2007 you caroline has a photographic memory almost <laughs> of interiors and i'm not kidding nothing like, else talking about your <laughs> living room and everything like she will remember a room just the room and be like oh well that was tori from the domino of 2009 or whatever or maybe you don't always remember the publication but you'll remember the designer you'll look i mean it is amazing but it was from and this, i'm wondering it from yeah that. if it's from this job that you had as totally 100 was because i would have to sit there and like okay what do i want to say about this and they hated this job. They did not want to do this at all. But I just thought, like, I get to stare at magazines all day. And, like, that's awesome, right? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty dreamy job, definitely. But, I mean, that's kind of how a lot of internships are. I feel like our intern, Annika, Annika, she, I felt like it was the same way. I would give her stuff that I didn't want to do. And she was just like, "Yes, I'm working at Ballard Designs. This is, like, we should ask awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really feels Maybe she way. was faking it, but... It seemed to me like she always had a positive attitude and was just like so energetic and excited. I don't know. Tori, what's your favorite part of your job? Oh my gosh. Well, there are so many things. I mean, I love seeing all the new designs, new product. I always get, you know, a total thrill from that. Um, I love, I also, at, at another magazine I worked at, I shot a lot of homes and I don't do that as much at traditional home and that I miss a lot. I really love working with photographers. I love styling homes. I love shooting them. I find it, 
I I love that. But we have, um, you know, very solid people to already do that. So I don't get to do that as much. So since I do stalk you, (laughs) I am aware that you are taking on this project of designing your sister's home. Yes, I am. And you seem kind of nervous about that. You know, I never, ever, I shouldn't say never, ever. I very, very, very infrequently get nervous. And I made the decision, my I've always wanted to be an interior designer. I mean, I'm glad I'm an editor and I love what I do, but there's always been a part of me that has wanted to be, you know, a serious interior designer. And unfortunately, I didn't take that path. And But this opportunity came up. My sister bought a new house and she is really going to do it. And I said, can I please can I do it for you? And we talked a lot about it because it's scary to work with family members. Yeah, you don't want to break up. Right. There's already been an unfriending on Facebook. My brother-in-law unfriended (gasps) me. No, we're back. We're back on. We're back on. I love it. The drama. (laughs) But we did say, okay, we know we're going to get in fights. Let's accept that and then just forgive and forget and move on. It's not personal. Yeah, it's not personal. It's a professional discussion. Right. And the one thing is she knows that I said, listen, I have a real job (laughs) that pays the bills that I love and that I cannot, you know, I can't really screw with that. Right. So I set up very, very strict ground rules. um, And she knows that I cannot work on it during the day ever. Like, don't call me. Don't ask me. I, I am not fielding your phone calls and I'm not doing anything for it during the day because that would be that would be unfair to traditional home and I'm so grateful to have the job that I have there. So, I do it on nights. I do it early in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I have to go to a showroom at 8:30 before work starts, I I go at 8:30 before work starts and I make sure I'm at my desk by 9 or 9:30. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it on weekends. Um, I'm lucky, not actually so unlucky to say this, but <laughs> I split my children with their father. And so I do have free weekends. Wait, like literally down the middle? Like are they bleeding? Like Solomon? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You share them. I share them. I split them. No, I share my children with their father. So I, you know, which is is hard and and good all at the same time. So I do have large chunks of time that I am able to devote fully to doing this. But as I was saying, I was super nervous because it's really being vulnerable. You know, market Mm -hmm. editing and being an editor, I've been doing it for almost 20 years. I know what I'm doing. I feel really confident that I'm decent and pretty good at what I do. But interior design is like, I've never done it before. I mean, I've done it here and there. And your own space you've done. Right, and I've done my own space. about your own space. Exactly. And my sister has totally different tastes than than I have. So Ah. this is like a real interesting challenge as well. Oh my gosh. Wait, more modern, more traditional? No, she's also super traditional, but Mm -hmm. very conservative. Ah. Very conservative. Like She's not going to have any like lucite in her house. Heck no, no. she doesn't even know what that is. She does not know what that is. (laughs) So are we talking like antiques? A lot of antiques. Brown furniture. Uh A lot of brown furniture. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of just like beautiful upholstery with really sort of like 80s details, like ruffles and gimps and trim and all that jazz. So, but I'm excited because it's a challenge and, uh, and I do love her taste too. I can appreciate it. So um, it, you know, it's actually not that difficult it's not that big of a jump for me mm-hmm. in terms of the aesthetic but like I don't think I could design a modern home I just have no interest in that right. I mean I can appreciate a beautifully done home but right. I just not interested in it right so, it's not your gig not my gig 
I want to see it at the end. Oh, yeah. No, there's going to be. Are you going to be Instagramming along the way? I am. So I know, listen, I know enough about people getting published in magazines to know that this house is going to be done in stages. Mm -hmm. And I don't think at the end it would be of the caliber to run in a traditional home. I mean, my sister does have an unlimited budget or has a limited budget. Faith, I wish you had an unlimited budget. No, she does have a limited budget. And, you know, the homes that appear in the pages of magazines, like the one I'm lucky enough to work for, these are like multi-million dollar, like crazy beautiful. And that's just not at the level that she's at. So it's going to be really pretty, but I don't think it's publishable. So... I want, and all the people who've supported me, like I worked with Balada Kitchens. They've been so awesome. Um, I've, I've done work with, you know, Visual Comfort and a lot of other brands who've been really, really nice and helped me and like set me up with specialists. So I want to be able to call them out on Instagram and give them props because they have been mm-hmm. so kind to me. So. so tell me this. Okay, she's got a limited budget, mm-hmm. but you're obviously going to want to splurge in some places. You told us a little bit about one of the splurges already. Mm-hmm. But how do you know when to splurge, when not to splurge? What are some sources that either you splurge on or you save on? Yes, what's splurge worthy? Oh, well, the kitchen, the cabinetry in the kitchen (laughs) was a major splurge. But it is, my sister will probably stay in that house for the rest of her life. And I don't think that she will ever have to change that kitchen again. I mean, those cabinets are like... They are gold, solid gold. I mean, they're amazing. So that we knew we really wanted to have a big budget for that. Mm-hmm. Now she has little children and she has pets. So things that um, I didn't want to splurge on are, you know, the dining ta- or not the dining, but like the kitchen table and the kitchen chairs. Like I wanted something the everyday nice. everyday eating. Right. Area. The mm-hmm. everyday that's going to get multiple, like used yeah. over and over and over again. Spaghetti and- sauce. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually buying some Ballard chairs. Oh, oh my God. Can I guess? Wait, yes. Dana. We, uh, Dana, Dana, what's performance Dana. Are you the Dana chair? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so good, I think good, it's our though. number one Instagram they, they're item. They're so good looking. They're amazing. So solid. Solid. Yeah. Beautiful, classic styling. And they come but in so many current. finishes. And you can do COM. So my sister really wanted a very specific performance fabric. So I'm doing COM. COM stands for customer's own material. So you can put your yes. own fabric on it. Yes. And that is major. So you get this awesome looking chair. The proportions are so beautiful. And it is. Mm-hmm. I've felt them before and they are solid so like a rock. It's a good, yeah. And right. it's comfortable. Yeah. That, sometimes that's difficult in a dining chair that's not fully upholstered, I find. But the great you thing know, about that chair just you're, is that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, but no. I'm like obsessed with this chair. I don't own one, but I probably should. <laughs> is that like like for your sister, a girl who's super classic, that chair's perfect. But it's also great for someone who would own an, a Lucite table. Absolutely. It would look amazing with, you know, with a tulip table. Like, well, well, this isn't one, but it could be a tulip table. A tulip table, uh, you know, or something totally. like that. A little more modern look. It's, it's such a transitional look. I mean, I just love that chair. Okay, so we're going to do some dilemmas, and I'm going to read the first one. Um, this is from Jen and she says, I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. I'm binging, but I'm only on episode six. Have learned so much already. Oh, Jen. Thanks, so Jen. much to know. In one episode, you guys said seagrass rugs were indestructible. I need that because of our little eight pound Yorkie mocha who, by the way, how does your eight pound Yorkie destroy your rugs? That seems like a teeny little dog to cause such a big mess. Mm. Um, 
Which rug specifically does Ballard carry that you would put in that indestructible category? Is sisal the same thing as seagrass? Also, we are building a new house and I've attached a pic of the floors we are putting down. This would seagrass be too much of the same color. Thank you. Okay, I have to say, I was probably the one that said that comment about seagrass. So you can blame me for this. Sisal is not indestructible. Sisal is not Definitely in any not. way the same as seagrass. Not forgiving. Don't it spill will stain anything with on water. It. I have literally stained it with water. Yeah, don't let your dog have an accident on there. You'll be mad at your dog. No. But I I have a dog. I have I have had a certain seagrass rugs for probably like eight years, and they still look great. So I have not been able to find anything that will destroy it. You might have some slight discolorations if you have like a really bad wine stain or something. But for the most part, I think you can sop it up and it kind of fades. It fades away. Maybe not immediately, but I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously I totally agree with you. Sisal is like the kiss of death. Yeah. If you have any sort of life in your house. Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, I love them too, but just be prepared to buy them every five years. Yeah, they're not expensive. Yeah, they're right. not expensive. Um, so you can kind of replace them every five years, but they do get trashed and you can't clean them. Um, but as for the color, I, I actually, I do not like pattern on the floor at all. Mm-hmm. So I like a monochromatic, like, wood flooring with a seagrass or a sisal that kind of is in the same tonal. I just think it's like a nice, clean palette on which to let the furniture sing. Agreed. I love this idea. Mm I've seen her her shot, the shot she sent us of the swatches. I think it looked really pretty. Yeah. And Jen, one last thing to consider. Um, Not to pitch a product from Ballard, but I am. We have a rug called the Saint-Tropez rug. It looks like it's sisal, but it is umbrella product. And it, it's softer underfoot than sisal, mm-hmm. so it's it's a nice soft uh, kind of hand underfoot, and it's easy to clean up. But mm-hmm. I have seagrass, and I have a dog, and it's been just how's fine. that working out for you? So far, so good. Oh, good. Although okay. he's lately decided to rub his face on it so hard, it's rubbing a hole in a seagrass rug. Oh. <laughs> he's insane. So like your dog who licks holes in yes. your linen. Yeah. Okay. We have two that, seconds that left. Happened. The next one is from Kristen, and she says, "I have no idea how to style this console." Um, should I move the photos? What should go on top? How do I camouflage the air vent right behind the table as well as the thermometer behind it without covering it up? Help. Oh, my gosh. Can I describe what, what is happening here? So Kristen has a big, I would say it's like 18 by 24 to 36 inch return, air return in her wall. <laughs> um, first of all, paint that the same color as your wall. Um, but then she has a console in front of an open console in front of it, which is good because it's an air return. And then she has a thermostat that's probably 18 inches above the console and 12 inches above the air vent. Lots going on there. And then a lot of small things on the console and then two pieces of art on the wall. First of all, too many small things. Remember the tip we gave you about mm-hmm. no accessories should be smaller than a cantaloupe? Go cantaloupe mm-hmm. or bigger. Mm-hmm. Tori, jump in. <laughs> Other than painting the well, air vent, I've got this. I have to tell you, I mean, definitely my first thought when I saw this was paint paint the air vent. You mm-hmm. have to. Now, what I would do is she has a little garden stool that's next on the other side of the air vent. Okay, move the garden stool out of the way. Push the console 
in between the air vent and the door frame. So it's not in front of the air vent. Because I think she's trying to hide it. Yeah. And I think, listen, Give you're up. not going to hide that thing. Except for painting it, you're not going to camouflage it enough. So just call it out. Let it, let it, let it live, live on its own. So then actually, if you push that console over, it would be nicely centered above the picture. Mm-hmm. And then, I, Kristen, I want you to take everything off of the top of that console. Take it all off. And I want you to add a lamp. Mm-hmm. And then you can re-add the tray. I see an outlet. There's an outlet. Yep. I want you to add a lamp on the right left side. You can keep the tray. And I want you to get like three books, three design books. And I want you to put them in the tray with one of your little objet on the tippy top. And then you're done. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You could, she could even put a leaner mirror in mm-hmm. front of that dumb air vent. Yeah, because that's the, a good idea. Right? And then yeah, it was actually functional too. Yeah, so it's still going to function. If you have to do something with your thermostat, you just like get in there and do it. Yeah. But you could put lean something from the floor all the way up and you'd never see it. I'm into that. I think mm-hmm. that's a great idea. I love all those. My only, oh, I love all of those ideas. Mm-hmm. My only other thought is that we have this one shot from Bunny Williams' Idea House in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she had a TV and some art prints and a chair. And there are some very obvious, there's like a nest wall thermometer on the mm-hmm. wall. There's some very obvious things on the wall that she couldn't she couldn't get rid of. But her art, because she had so much of it and it was sort of hung in an asymmetrical way, it sort of distracted from it. So I don't know if you maybe add some more art onto this wall that's, sort of a gallery wall and sort of pretend like this is like this, not the air vent. I'm with y'all on the air vent. Like you're not covering that up. <laughs> it's pretty big. It's a pretty big air but vent. But the thermometer. It's giant. Yeah. Like maybe you have like a couple more smaller pieces that you add to this one print that you have kind of around it. You're trying to pretend like the thermostat is a piece of gallery art. Is that what you're trying to do there? Well, Caroline? I have so okay, yes. So, in my yeah, hallway, sure. okay. sort of, yeah. I get it. So in my hallway, I have my thermostat. It's on the wall, and then I have something above it and something between below it. I mean, I'm not trying to pretend like it's not there. No, but at least there's something else pretty around it that sure. your eye is being drawn to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's not as though it's like secret. Or but. or don't have your whole um, setup be centered around the stuff like. Like you said, Tori, move it. Yeah, move it to the side. Move move it all away from the thermostat and the air vent, and and make a new arrangement that distracts the eye from all that. And you can paint your thermostat cover. Hello, Mm -hmm. everybody. You can paint that to match your wall. So Mm -hmm. paint all that stuff camo. Thank y'all so much for having me. (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was pretty good. Impressive. Tell everyone where they can follow you. Oh yes. Okay. So I pretty much the only social platform I do anymore is Instagram. So it's just Tori Malat. Um, two L's and two T's. Like mm-hmm. I like her a lot. And um, yeah. A traditional so that's home. A tr- oh, and like look up your bylines, obviously. Right. right. I mean, definitely traditional <laughs> home, but I mean, I don't do traditional homes Instagram. Right, right, so, right, right. but um, you know, some of the things that we post on uh, the website and on Facebook and on Instagram are certainly you know, uh, stories I've produced. So Mm -hmm. definitely check out Traditional Home. Uh, We did a redesign a year ago, and I got to tell you, the magazine, I'm so excited with everything. Our new editor-in-chief, who is actually not really new anymore. She's been there a year, but Jill Waggy, she is just, um, I love working for her. She's awesome. So check out Traditional Home, and um, you can find me at 
on Instagram. We'll yeah. link to her in the show notes. Thanks yes. for coming to meet. Yes. Thank you, it's guys. I can't believe you guys knew the Dana chair. I feel like I'm predictable. <laughs> we got <laughs> no, no, it's no. our favorite. It's it a favorite so chair. It is so good. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We would love to read them. Um, you can also get all the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And of course, subscribe to the show and follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And then of course, send your decorating dilemmas to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and we'll answer it on a future episode. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.